Hagan, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin alongside John McAlevey, and we're joined by Steve Titchener on the phone. This is the new edition of RU Review, presented by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. The Scarlet Knights have had a week off to lick their wounds following their loss on the road to Iowa. They get ready to take on the BC Eagles this Saturday at SHI Stadium in Piscataway. A noon start. It'll be televised by the Big Ten Television Network. It'll be heard on the Rutgers Radio Network. BC, meanwhile, coming off a huge loss at home. They were a heavy favorite against Kansas. But in front of the home fans, boy, they really coughed it up. And the Jayhawks came away with their first road victory against the Power 5 conference team. Oh, since John was a young lad, it was a long time since that last happened. John, not quite that long ago. I believe. It was a long time ago, 2008. At any rate, so they're going to be fired up and we'll see what happens on Saturday afternoon. Steve, as we mentioned, you're joining us via the telephone, uh, not able to join us in the studio today, but I know you've got a lot to say about the Scarlet Knights. Have you put aside the loss to Iowa, not just the loss, but the shutout loss and the loss of the quarterback, Carter McClain? Well, let me start by saying that I'm down at Beach House uh, and we will be at the RU Brew Fest, which will be. Uh, this oh, that's right. They're Saturday. starting that beer thing, right? Yes. They got a brew fest going on. So if you want beer for breakfast, because there's a new kickoff. Yes, please. And they. Then we have the uh, the RU um, Beer Fest and uh, Beach House will be part of that. So we're uh, we're excited about that. And, uh, you know, yeah, Iowa was a tough loss and. And the reason it was a tough loss is because I was so excited about the quarterback play uh, the first week uh, from McLean Carter. So, and I you know, he, and I gave the wrong name in the intro. So that's how confused uh, I am about what's uh, happening at the QB spot. Flip those names first and last. Well, then he you know he gets knocked out. Uh, doesn't come out for the second half. And, and, you know, he was lost anyway. I mean, I don't know what happened from, you know, obviously it was a big step up in, uh, in, uh, in talent, but, uh, you know, he was just, he had a really rough first half went down the second half. And then, uh, you know, going into this game this week, I mean, you know, the thing that, that, that I'm, how can you, how can you have any faith in Rutgers offense? I mean, that's, that's where we are. And, uh, and look, their their running backs are legit. Blackshear and Pacheco, I've said this numerous times, they can play. I do believe they have the receivers. I think Bo Melton is ready to step up in a big in a big way. Uh, let's see what uh, Davon Robinson can do. Uh, you know, Muhammad Jabby. I mean, Shameen Jones, Eddie Lewis. Let's see where these guys are. But if it's Art Sitkowski, then man, he's got to step up. And and uh, you know, he had a full season last year. He took his lumps. This is a huge spot for him. And also John McNulty. I mean, he has to, he has to give him a chance. I mean, you know, you, you can't fall in love with his 25, 30 yard pass downfield because, you know, we've seen that art just can't complete those passes. He's got to have a lot of quick outs screens. They got to mix it up. If you're going to, if you want to stretch the field then get Bo Melton down the field and throw the ball. Cause, cause Sikowski can throw it a mile, try to stretch it that way. But the intermediate pass routes for 25, 30 yards are just not working. So something else has to happen. They have to mix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, BC is going to be blitzing a lot. So, look, it's it, – and, and their defense, look, is it, it's an opportun, opportunistic defense. They have a lot of interceptions. But they're not the steel curtain. 
And <laughs> Rucker simply has to move the ball yeah. or they just don't have a chance on Saturday. Yeah. Well, I think as we, as Keith uh, had mentioned, and as we've been reading in the papers, it's going to be Sidkowski. But here's what Rutgers should do. And I'm going to play offensive coordinator, if you let me put that hat on mm-hmm. and a whistle for a second. They've got weapons in the backfield as you mentioned with Pacheco and Blackshear out on the, on the edge and also Bo Melton. One thing that Boston College had trouble with in their last game, you know, they were 21-point favorites and got whacked at home, was uh, Kansas has some really fast running backs. We know Puka Williams, uh, and they just ran all over BC and they ran past them. Mm-hmm. So why doesn't Rutgers use what they have, which is these quick uh, running backs who can get up and down the field and and put this game on the offensive line. Don't put it on Sidkowski to throw the ball 25, 30 times. Give it to your best players, and, and let's see how that goes. Again, I'm in. I mean, listen, if they can establish the run, it'd be fabulous. Uh, and uh, let's see if that offensive line can, can do that. I think, obviously, I don't think uh, Boston College is going to be as big and physical as Iowa. So I think they would have an opportunity at home to, to establish the run, yes, and then, you know, get a, and then, you know, then you could do some play action and then uh, give uh, Art Sikowski a chance down the field. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but again, um, uh, again, you know, it was a disappointing performance against Iowa. You wanted to see that offense move the ball in some way after they figured it out against UMass after a very slow start. So now you look at the two games and, and there's just a lot of concern there on whether they can actually execute that and then on the other side of the ball i mean listen you know bc there that that offense scares me a little bit i mean uh, anthony brown had a good game against Vatek. he's a good quarterback i mean he struggled against kansas in the second half they just had a total meltdown their team just had a complete meltdown and so you figured that they, they, they want to wake up too they're they're ticked off too they got a chip on their shoulder after getting beat up by kansas and also that running back aj Dillon. i mean that's a big back. He's, he's a pro. Fifty pounds. Yeah. He's going to be a pro, and he's he runs people over. So that's a Big Ten back you got to deal with right there. I mean, obviously he's in the ACC, we know that, but it's it's a it's a power five back, every bit of a power five back that you're dealing with right there. So I, I think the defense will show up, and I think that I think they're going to be okay. But BC does have some wep- weapons, and oh by the way, Anthony Brown, a Jersey kid too. Well, that is a big part of the storyline here when Rutgers plays teams that look, you know, forget the big teams in the big 10 or big teams in the sec or ACC, they're going to pluck the best of the best from New Jersey, but you've got to be able to win those battles against teams that should be on equal footing as you, uh, as BC is, but yeah, BC's got some of those weapons that you mentioned, Steve, but they give up yardage. They have 567 yards Last week, Rutgers should be able to yeah, move Kansas. the ball. Yeah, at home. So mm-hmm. Rutgers you're, should be able to move the ball. I think that will happen. Their defense can be vulnerable, too. Yes, they're opportunistic. They intercept passes. They cause turnovers. But they've also allowed 51 plays of 10 or more yards already this year. That's an awful lot. So I think there's a great opportunity here from Rutgers, uh, for Rutgers, because they've had the time to prepare. If they had to play this game immediately after the loss to Iowa, losing their starting quarterback, all the drumbeat going on of it's the same old, same old, I think it would be a different story. This will be another test for Chris Ash, and he may fail them. He's failed most of them, let's be honest, as head coach. But this is a test. What can you do? to 
Get this team ready for a home game against a team you absolutely can beat. The big thing is Rutgers is no, no worse off than anyone would have predicted after two games. Everyone said beat UMass at home and then, okay, you're playing a top 20 team in Iowa on the road. Not going to happen. It's just that they got shut out. They looked so bad. The defense kept them in the game for a while. I think the defense can do enough damage against BC. I think it's up to this offense. And you're right. Uh, Bo Melton's got to show up. Pacheco's got to show up. They've got to have some passes coming out of the backfield. I think Sidkowski can throw the long bomb. Uh, and I think they've been working on things and, and, I think they're going to let the they're going to let the stallion run a little bit. They're going to have to uh because if they lose this one, uh the countdown reaches you know the final countdown in terms of Steve Ashby uh Chris Ash because there's just he can't he can't survive this. He'll coach more, but they're not beating Michigan. And again, you know, it's it's an old saw, I know, but they're not going to beat the big guys on their schedule. This is one they've got to beat and uh you know uh, I, I think that they will be very well prepared, and I think they'll look pretty good on Saturday. We'll see. Well, you know, they do have uh, that the, the bye week, so they got that much time to prepare. I think Again, that's I huge. Back. You can correct mistakes. You know, Steve Adazio, the BC coach, talked about the problems they had against Kansas. He doesn't have that much time to correct them. Right. You know, you go to work right away looking at film and on the field and correct the issues. But – uh Ash and his staff have had a long time to do that. Now, that doesn't get your quarterback back. Uh, McLean Carter, it appears at the time that we're recording this, is not going to be the starter. So that hurts. But otherwise, you can shore up a lot of things and see what you did wrong and get to teaching. Again, hasn't been really a hallmark of Chris Ash's tenure. So uh, maybe, you know, I'm expecting something that won't happen. But I, I think there can be a very good showing by Rutgers and that that's hard to say for a team uh that wins so infrequently well and I'll go back to what I said at the beginning here is that um you know the concern of the about the offenses I mean that's that's what the big concern was in Iowa they couldn't move the ball at all and I thought the defense played I, I thought they hung in there I thought they played pretty tough uh, you know the defensive line is going to give up some yards I think that the, that the AJ Dillon's going to be able to run the ball a little bit here so I uh, you know uh, but I I think that um I, I think that the defense will will show up. But they have uh, to be able to give the offense a chance. Look, as yeah. well as the defense played, they were burnt on the first series. And the offense yeah. finds itself with its back against the wall. I saw it last year to kind of mix sports. The Devils got poor goaltending. They weren't going to score a lot of goals anyway. And when all of a sudden you give up a, a bad goal, however you want to describe a bad goal, whatever your definition is, you just, you know, everybody sags and, it wasn't evident right away by Rutgers, but, you know, you fall behind the eight ball and, and you're not exactly an offensive juggernaut. It's a problem. So they can't allow that big play. They cannot, at least early. Yeah. And, and you know, and listen, we don't know what we have in Art Sikowski. You know, I look, he struggled last year. They threw him in the fire. It's freshman year. He took his lumps. And then he came into a very difficult spot against a very physical team, big physical team at home. Uh you know, with that defensive end chasing them all over the place. I mean, it was a it was a tough spot to 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 be in, 
And so now he's got, I mean, again, he's got to step up. Yeah. He's at home against an opponent where they should be able to move the ball. He's got to listen. They, I, I, I'm with you, Johnny, on establishing the run. And then he's got to complete some passes. And also McNulty's got to give him some passes. That, I mean, he's got, he's got to get some short passes. He's got to build some confidence. And, uh, and, and they've got to move the ball. And it, it's just so crucial that they figure out a way, they figure out that offense. I mean, that's the bottom line here. I think that's the biggest question going into Saturday is can Rutgers move that ball? Well, this and is they, this is the coming out party. He's not a freshman anymore. Now, if he doesn't start to get it done, it's really going to be between his ears because, you know, if you keep throwing it to the other shirt, it's not good for, you know, your psyche. But speaking of shirts, I will say that we're overlooking probably the best player that will be on the field will be wearing red and white on Saturday, and that's Adam Corsack. At least Rutgers has a devastating punter. So, you know, all kidding aside, that can cure a lot of ills. If you can if you can uh, knock your other team, your opponent out inside the 10-yard line, I mean, what did he do that, five but, times against Iowa? Yeah, but he did, right. He did it against Iowa, but it didn't help. No. But it, it was a, yeah. Listen, in it a was close an amazing... game, that might be something that'll that'll oh, yeah. switch the field. Yeah. And and we've been talking about how. And Steve, I don't know you as a Rutgers alum, how you feel. Do you think that this would be a signature win for Rutgers? That's all I'm reading in the papers. Is that this? You know, this is going to be a signature win. What do you think of that? No question at all. First of all, we ha- we haven't beaten what 28 years, 13 straight. Lo- I mean, 12 straight losses, one tie in there. I haven't beaten them in 13 tries here. I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's the last 13 games that is anyway. And and absolutely, you know, come on, they they come right into Jersey. They take plenty of Jersey players, and it is very important. And I, it's a, you know, listen, is one it's one game, so. Yeah, it, it's important, uh, and and, and it, it's important that they they make inroads here, and they've got to start beating some P five teams here. I mean, just just you know, Boston College, and then they get into their Big Ten schedule. But they listen; it's it's very important. And again, we go back to this, and I hate to say it, but we talk about games that are winnable because we always talk about games that are not winnable for Rockers, which is a concern right there that you're going into the season talking about non winnable games. Well, that's most of them on their the, schedule, unfortunately. Then, 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 right, and then talking about the winnable game. So if we're going to talk about the winnable games, then you got a bye week, you get an extra week to prepare, you're at home and you're against a team that has that has poached your state. It is very important. I think that they they win this game uh and and a blowout. Listen, and then we talk about well if, if it's a close game is that something and then we get it you got to win the game. You got to win. It, it, it's about wins and losses. At the end of the day, it's very important. I think that they win this game, and I think Chris Ash is in some trouble if they don't. I mean, he is now. If if you know they don't, this is a very if they win this game, this could very it could it could it could buy him some time certainly. Well, I think that's a very good point because they're going to go to Michigan and. That's going to be an L. This might mm-hmm. not be a classic Michigan team. Uh, Army took them to overtime. And anytime you can say that, as good as Army is, actually, they've got a pretty nice little team. Um, that means it's not your standard Michigan team. But then they've got Maryland at home, and that's a possibility. They had some holes exposed in their last game after breaking out of the gate so well. Then you're at mm-hmm. Indiana. And, you know, so you've got some winnable games. You lose this, though. You're going to lose to Michigan. Let's be honest, uh, you know, unless the stars fall out of the sky. So now you're one in three getting ready for Maryland. And, you know, uh, Pat Hobbs is like 
making phone calls to see who's available, who the next it coach is, is available. He already has a list, I'm sure, uh, because everyone knows the the pressure that Chris Ash is facing. But yeah, I agree with you. This would be a signature win. Uh, it would not be something that would garner headlines across the country. It's not going to be a shocker. They are an underdog at home, but it's not a double digit underdog situation but it would be a it will be a very important win and one that rightly so ash could turn around to hobbs to the alumni to the media to the fans and say look i get it we've been terrible but we're in the right direction but a loss on saturday and you know what what can he possibly say katie bar the door i mean what can he say if they lose saturday how what what message is he going to give in his post game news conference that will give anybody faith that he's the guy moving forward? Oh, I think he's, he's going to say the, he's going to say the same thing, which he says every time. Every game's important. We're just going to go back and look at the tape and try to get better. Or give me team, a break. Injure, yeah, you know that's the same thing that's going to happen if they yeah. that's that's what'll roll out if they. If they lose, if he wins, then he can say, "Hey, wait a minute, you know Iowa was a loss anyway." So, I mean, that's why he looked, it, 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 you know, Massachusetts was a crucial, crucial game. They, you know, he's got to win those games. And uh, and listen, oh, by the way, you know, think about, you know, Eastern Michigan. Come on, let's talk about, you know, Kansas and Buffalo last year. I mean, listen, you know, I, in, every game is, is important, but you know, these games that they're absolutely going to lose. You just already put an L down for that. These games where you can possibly win again. And this is again this week, this Saturday. Uh, against BC is, is these are these are really important and uh, now he can turn around he wins this game and said hey look we're two and one going to Michigan so um, you know there's new life no question about it yeah for, for Ash well you mentioned games that you could win and you might win and you should win uh, going back to Kansas that went in and beat Boston College you know they lost at home on week one to Coastal Carolina so it can be done and and you know I'll, I'll say we're throwing around signature win. I'll say it's a must win. How about that? He has to win this game, as we've said ad nauseum. It just has to be a win one way or the other. Well, I'm getting from you guys that if he loses this game, I mean, he's gone. I mean, that's, that's uh, essentially I think what, he, what, what other direction he, he could might you be go? gone anyway. And, you know, uh, having done this show for the two years that we have and even the little bit that I contributed in year one, that I think Chris Ash was given uh, a a situation that was very difficult. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lack of talent, lack of facilities. Rutgers has built up those facilities. Uh, They continue to add support, the, 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 the foundation that has to be there. But you've got to start having wins and losses. And this was a year where off a one win season with a little more depth, with a transfer that they were pretty high on, uh, knowing that uh, they might redshirt Art Sitkowski, and that seems to be a little bit in doubt, depending on how long McLean Carter will be out. At any rate, uh, you know, the experience gained by, you know, Pacheco and uh, Blackshear and, and Melton's ability, which showed on Mass- at Massachusetts, I, I, I thought that this whole season would be a referendum on Chris Ash. And if he loses this one, uh, you know, unless he, pull something out of uh out of the coach Lombardi school of wins and losses he's he's got no shot no shot I think this is must win he won't get fired he'll coach at Michigan but you know it'll be over no doubt well I think it's the bottom line is if he can't beat BC in this spot are you gonna beat Maryland are you gonna beat even Illinois Indiana I mean so 
that's the issue. I mean, because let's face, let, look, what if he lost BC and they, he stayed on? Hobbs doesn't want to make a move during the year, and then he actually does go ahead and beat these other teams, possibly. So that's the only thing where I would say is he absolutely out after this one. Well, you, you got to take the season as, as a whole, but but the thing is, is if you can't beat BC at home after they got smoked at home to Kansas, then how are you going to beat these other teams? How are you, how are you maybe Illinois, I suppose you got to believe they got to be able to beat Liberty. But again, we went to the, mm. with a significant improvement that Hobbs needed to see. And I thought that had to be at least four wins. Some said three, I don't know, but if it has to be four wins, where are those four wins coming from? And you would think that BC would have to be one of them. Uh, and, and also, as we said, it's important for locally, just for the Northeast and for, for recruiting uh, reasons as well. And uh, on that note, Steve, we will wrap up this segment. Now, we have to mention that while Beach House Brewery will have a presence uh, on the Rutgers campus with this beer festival, I don't even know if that's the official name, but this uh, beer fest that they're running, you doing your parental duties will be heading west, not that far west, but you're going to check out Pittsburgh and University of Central Florida, right? Yes, I will. I mean, it's actually killing me. So the... the um the weekend, the parents' weekend is actually the 28th and 29th, but I've got uh, I've got events at Beach House, and so I have to be here. So we made our own parents' weekend, so we pushed it up a, a week. And I was like, "San," I'm telling my wife, "You know, this that's that's Boston College." She, she's <laughs> like, that 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 argument went nowhere. She's this like, "This is our son." Right, right. So, um, yeah, so I will be locked into BTN. I will not miss one snap because while we're driving out, I'm going to be watching it on my phone. And I'll probably listen to Carlin and uh, and Lucas as well uh, on the way out. And there's a 3.30 kickoff. I will be at Pitt. I will be at Heinz Field for uh, Pitt UCF. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Actually, UCF just smoked Stanford. They're a good team. Yeah. Pitt just had a tough loss against uh, uh, at State College. So, I guess, hey, listen, I'm right in that shack. I'm a Pitt fan right now as well. Well, so I'm going to go out. I'm going to be exci- just excited what, about that. Whatever happens at noon, if it doesn't go your way, just don't let it ruin your weekend with no, with your no. bride and your son because it's a fun weekend. You know, I'll, I might be cursing at my phone on the way out, but once uh, once I get to Heinz Field, I'll just let it all go. Let's go, hey, Panthers. Hey, I, listen, I might be I might be happy as can be, guys. You know, I'm staying optimistic here. So yep. Two for two. Ruckers. Go Rutgers, yep. go Pittsburgh. Steve, thanks for your time. Uh, and right. uh, have fun this week out in uh, a really great city. Pittsburgh's a terrific All right. place. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. And so we will wrap up this segment of RU Review presented by Zebra Pen. When we come back, we'll speak with Keith Sargent of NJ Advanced Media. Keep it here. This is the RU Review. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to ZebraPen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. ZebraPen. Find us at your local retailer or online at ZebraPen.com. And follow us on social media. Welcome back to RU Review, everyone. Matt Locklet along with John McAlevey for this segment. It is brought to you, the show is, by ZebraPen. Find Zen in your pen. And we are pleased to welcome Keith Sargent of NJ Advanced Media, NJ.com, to the show. Uh, he follows the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and now they've had well over a week to prepare for Saturday's game. But the big question, Keith, is who is going to be taking snaps? And it doesn't seem to be a mystery. You guys are reporting one thing, but I guess Coach Ash at this point hasn't confirmed one way or the other. 
Yeah, it won't be me. That's the one thing that we do know. I, I don't have any eligibility left, so it won't be me quarterback in the team <laughs> on Saturday. Um, more than likely, um, all the tea leaves at least point to Arsikowski. Uh, he's been the one running the first team the first two days of practice. Uh, McLean Carter uh, has been nowhere to be found. Generally speaking, uh, if you're not uh, you know, practicing on Tuesday and Wednesday, those are the days that they install the offense. Generally speaking, it's a pretty clear indication that he's not going to play. Chris Ash did leave open the, the possibility on Monday that McLean Carter has enough grasp of the offense that he's not going to need a whole lot of time. So if he does get cleared from a concussion, um, who knows? But at this point, we're, we're, we're under the impression that Art Sikowski will will be the guy. And at that point, what do we expect from Art Sikowski? I mean, his freshman year was not good, uh, to be kind. And he was a young kid. He's a freshman right out of the gate. He looked lost when he went in the game against Iowa in the second half. I mean, I only think he completed four passes or so for some 30-something yards. But so, so what do we expect from Art? I mean, what, at this point now, is a lot of this between his ears? He has obviously talent, but when is it going to show up? So it's a, it's a very fair question, John. What, what I'll say about this is, by all accounts, he had a really good training camp. Uh, we saw enough of him during spring camp. And, uh, you know, it looked like he had cleared a lot of the hurdles. Uh, the kid has arm talent. Um, he, you know, he, he has, um, for whatever reason, not been able to put it together. Uh, a lot of people would chalk it up to he was 17 when he arrived at Rutgers. Didn't really have a whole lot of uh, starting experience even in high school. He was relatively green um, and that it took time throwing him into a, you know, an environment such as the Big Ten is a no-win situation. Um, he didn't have the type of talent that the Clemson freshman had, had, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Um, so a lot of people would, would say that that being said, um, it's year two. Now he has enough uh, games under his belt. He should have the experience. He did play a little bit against Iowa second half. Again, that wasn't really a great environment. Uh, by then they were, they had, were, were already trailing 20 points. Uh, everyone knew what the Rutgers was doing. Um, I, I kind of got to throw that game out the window, uh, what I will say is, um, if if you take John McNulty and Chris Ash at, at their word, they think that he's improved greatly. Um, but time will tell. I mean, this will be be you know, assuming he does start, this will be the uh, the game where we, we we see whether or not he's he's been able to make a big leap. Well, at least though, Keith, coming out of the UMass game, it looked like Rutgers was providing its quarterback with more weapons. Um, it, you know, we we knew about Pacheco, and you know we got Blackshear and, you know, it just seemed that things are starting to happen a little bit. And then what happened in Iowa? Because there was a regression there. Yeah, there certainly was. Um, they, they, we went into training camp, you know, thinking that it was going to be uh, greatly improved just based on depth alone experience. I mean, they have 18 wide receivers on, on, on the roster, which is an absurd amount. Uh, amount. Um, and you kind of had to expect uh, based on, you know, talent based on development, based on just experience. A lot of those guys ha- had played a lot of games as, as freshmen and sophomores that they would make an improvement. We saw that from Bo Melton in, in the opener. He had a great that, debut. He did. He did. And um, we just didn't see, I don't know if he had a lot of opportunity in the, in the Iowa game. Um, if, if you're really, uh, I know they're wide. Uh, I know the running backs, but Raheem Blackshear had an opportunity with a, a play over the middle that, um, you know, it was a catchable ball, wasn't a great, great pass, but 
you know, you talk about play calling and people will say, well, when you don't score, when you, when you only have 41 uh, passing yards, it's on the offensive coordinator, but that's a play that could have made a big difference in the first half. That's a play that could have gone, gone for six. So it's not all about play calling. Sometimes these guys just have to make plays and, you know, for, for the better part of, of two years, I mean, you're right. They, they just have not been able to put it together. We saw some glimpses against UMass, but you know, now it's the time, you know, Boston college should be some opportunities. Boston college, you know, their past defense certainly is, is not a strength. Speaking of Boston College, you lead me into my next question. I took a look at NJ.com the other day and saw that you and your colleagues did a scouting report and picks for the game. And I see that you were the lone Rutgers choice. <laughs> Two questions here. Number one, are you right and are, are your colleagues wrong? <laughs> and secondly, another word I keep seeing uh, attached to this game would be a signature game for Coach S, a signature win, is really beating a, I don't know if you'd call them a middling BC team, really a signature win, or is it just one that is on the schedule that Rutgers can win that's left? I'll say here's why I think it's a, it is a signature win, okay? Because Chris Ash is 3-28 and 28 against Power 5 competition. You know, 3-28. Uh, he has not beaten a Power 5 team since November 4th, 2017 that's 685 days if you're counting at home it's a long time Rutgers needs to beat a power five team Boston College you're right um, they might have been a little overrated a couple of weeks ago where they were they were getting top 25 votes here's what I'll say about Boston College though they've gone to bowl games five in the last six years they kind of remind me of what Rutgers was in the late 2000s un, un, under Graciano where you know were they a big big east uh, jugger, juggernaut no you know, certainly Boston College is in, in ACC uh, power, but they go seven to five every year. So they are a solid program. You know, is it a program where the fans should be storming the field if they win? Probably not. But it, it would be a momentous win. Just it could be a turning point win for Chris Ash. And, and that's what I'll say. As far as my prediction goes, uh, the reason why, listen, um, I, I And I did press John McNulty on, on it the other day. If you just look at the Iowa game, uh, there were opportunities there. For whatever reason, you know, quarterback play, the, play, the execution, it didn't work. I remember watching John McNulty in, in 2008 where it just clicked. They were one and five, um, and then all of a sudden they go to Pittsburgh, and, you know, Mike Keel throws for 400-plus yards, and, you know, they score, you know, 50-plus points. And then the rest of the year, you know, they were almost unbeatable. You know, I've seen teams uh, be able to make a turnaround. Um, if you take just from the glimpses that we've seen from training camp, the UMass game, I don't know if they're as bad as, you know, as that Iowa effort. Uh, that's part of my uh, pick. And I think that, you know, this, at this point, they're going to throw every, everything but the kitchen sink at, at Boston College. And I think it's certainly a, a, a winnable opponent. Listen, I appreciate that. It's easy to pick against Rutgers. I mean, most people are. For you to go out on that ledge, my friend, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not, you know, I'm certainly not rooting for him. I mean, you know, I, you know, I root for, you know, you know, to be able to, to file my story, you know, uh, you know on, on deadline. That's what I'm going to root Absolutely. for on Saturday from the press box. But, you know, like I said, I, I, I think that they, you know, have an opportunity. I think this is going to be one of those games where, it could be it's going to be close uh, either way. I think there's going to be a lot of mo- motivation. Chris Ash has used the old coach speak that you know every game is a big game. He has to know. He has to know that time is running out. That that you know that, you know he's not going to have too many more opportunities to, to beat a uh, power five team that you know is, is beatable. No, and he has them at home. 
and they're coming off a loss to Kansas and they give up a lot of yards and they're not the swiftest of teams. They're not fleet of foot. So there's an opportunity there. But you're absolutely right, Keith, in terms of signature win, it's, you know, barring a miracle and they play sports for a reason. They're not going to beat Michigan. They ain't beating Ohio State. They ain't beating Penn State. It's going to be a slog. So this is a game on the schedule that can show the fans, the team, and probably more importantly, the alumni and Pat Hobbs, that the ship is in the right direction. The cupboard was bare. There were a lot of things that they needed to add. They've done that. Now Pat Hobbs has made it pretty clear he wants to see that significant win, that significant progress. This would be it. So, yeah, I think I think the burners, all four burners are on the stove up high uh, this weekend. Um, and, and it's kind of the, the signature win comment was from an interview that uh, myself and, and uh, a colleague, James Crash, when, when we talked about Pat Hobbs in Chicago. And, you know, what his point was, you've seen from basketball, you've seen Steve Peichel, you've seen, you know, the win at Iowa, that uh, you've seen other, you know, uh, beating Seton Hall, you know, you've seen, you know, games where our turning point wins that get the fan base energized. Um, look, I mean, you know, Peichel still hasn't had a winning record in, in, in three years. Um, they, they finally climbed out of the Big East, Big Ten cellar. But that being said, you just feel like there's a momentum, you know, every time you could get one of those wins. Basketball, Peichel has had way more opportunities to get to, to get signature wins than Chris Ash. You know, there's just more opportunities during the course of the basketball season. But that being said, I cited a number before, Yeah, you know, uh, 31 power five opponents you've only been three of them it's time to time, time to beat teams that you're you're on par with absolutely and uh we know that college uh, in college athletics recruiting is the lifeblood of the sport you know for coaches oftentimes winning in in living rooms and kitchens with players is what's going to make them successful on saturdays and boston college likes to come into new jersey and take a lot of jersey players and they'll be showing them on the field on Saturday. I know that uh, coach was asked about that and whether this is a statement game for Rutgers uh, and he, you know, coach speak again. And, uh, but what do you think about that? I know you follow the recruiting awfully hard. What do you think along those lines? Uh, So I almost tend to agree with Chris Ash that, you know, if, if, if they beat Boston college, you're not going to see a flood of, you know, all those uh, parochial school uh, kids that Boston College has, has been recruiting all of a sudden flip over to Boston College and vice versa. I don't think you're going to you know, see a major difference, at least right away. Um, but again, it's one of those uh, things where if you if you're a program and you have pride and you've seen Boston College, uh, I think, you know, I think the feeling is. There's nothing you could do about Penn State. There's nothing you could do about Michigan. There's nothing you could do about Ohio State. All those big, big Penn programs have all that tradition. They want, you know, one of your four-star, five-star recruits in in the state. They're going to get them. But there's no reason why Rutgers, you know, in year four of Chris Ash, they can't, you know, beat Boston College for a recruit. They should be beating Temple. They should be beating Syracuse. They should be beating these uh, these programs and keeping uh, those programs at bay, at least for the Jersey recruits. And, you know, a win against Boston College will, will just be a, a testament. It'll be something that they can, you know, can talk about on, you know, on a recruiting trail. Well, it's early in the season, but as the late Yogi Berra once said, it gets late early around here and it is getting late for Rutgers and it's a big Saturday afternoon at SHI Stadium at Piscataway. Keith, we know you got to run. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks, guys.
That's Keith Sargent of NJ Advance Media covering the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And we appreciate a few moments of his time on the RU Review presented by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. We'll have more right after this. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to Zebra Pen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. Zebra Pen. Find us at your local retailer or online at zebrapen.com and follow us on social media. Welcome back to the RU Review presented by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. Rutgers takes on Boston College this weekend at home. It's a noon start at SHI Stadium in Piscataway. And we are very pleased to welcome to the show Tom Keegan of the Boston Herald. And Tom and I go back to... When he was with the Post and I was with the Sports Channel and SNY has not hit the horizon yet and we were covering the Mets. And uh, Tommy, it's good to run into you uh, checking out uh, your coverage of BC. And I knew you had moved up to Boston and working as a columnist up there. And I'm glad we were able to reconnect. Yeah, I am too. And, you know, I'm uh, uh, one of the things I've loved about this job since coming here in November is I get to do some hockey uh, I, you know, uh, with the Bruins, which I've never had a chance to cover. I've always liked hockey, never had a chance to cover it. And I did cover college football in Kansas and college basketball for 13 years. That was a lot of fun. And now I'm back to covering the pro sports and Boston College. It's all all good stuff. Hey, listen, so I'll tell Butch Cassidy when I see him that it's nothing he did behind the bench, but it was you coming to Boston that helped the Bruins get to the Stanley Cup final. If he hasn't figured that out, you're right. He's not as smart as everybody thinks he is. But let's turn our attention to Boston College. Shocking loss at home last week uh, to Kansas. Uh, what did you make of that? Well, you know, as I said, I, Kansas, I covered Kansas for 13 years, and it's just been a straight downward arrow for the Jayhawks since they forced a successful Mark Mangino out of the job. But uh, David Beatty did recruit a couple of fast running backs, and then Les Miles recruited a fast receiver, and it really did uh, in much the same way that Kansas's speed exposed Rutgers' lack, lack of speed a year ago. Uh, they did the same to Boston College uh, last week. It, it just was a much – Boston College had 22 players on their depth chart who uh, – or excuse me, Kansas had 22 players who weighed under 200 pounds and Boston College only had five, but speed kills. Boston College is a big team, reminded me of Rutgers a year ago, but not a fast team, reminded me of Rutgers a year ago. So how do things set up in your mind for Saturday? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> it was, uh, it should be an interesting game for Rutgers because you know, BC's quarterback, I was there, Anthony Brown, not Antonio Brown, Anthony <laughs> Brown. I was there the, for the opener against Virginia Tech, and he was just spectacular. Uh, had a good freshman season a couple of years ago, redshirt freshman season, then hurt his knee. And last year when he came back, he looked a little reluctant to, to run. Uh, and this year he showed no reluctance in that area and just had a great debut against Virginia Tech, which turned it over five times. And Boston College had the mini upset there for the opener. Great win. But then they were had a major upset on the wrong end of a major upset against Kansas. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, 
A.J. Dillon, their running back, he had 151 yards last week. Yeah, he's really hard to bring down. He knows how to make you miss. He's big. Uh, he gets a lot of those yards up the middle. And then they, they're making sure to give him enough rest so that he stays fresh. And they bring in David Bailey, who's 240 pounds. And it's kind of a similar type back. And uh, they really have a good running game. And Boston College always is going to have a good offensive line. This is not uh, necessarily his experience as some Boston College offensive lines, but it's, it's a really well-coached one. I was talking to a Kansas assistant coach, and he told me, you freeze frame. He said it was like going against Kansas State. You're studying their, their plays, and you freeze the frame, and, and all the Boston College linemen are in the exact same spot in mid-step. In other words, their bodies are angled the exact same way. Their, their feet are the exact distance off the ground. It's just a very well-coached offensive line. And, uh, you know, but uh, you got to have a little bit of speed, and Boston College hasn't shown a lot of that yet. How do you think they'll bounce back? I would think that the way it, this is just the case, especially in college sports, when you are coming off uh, an upset on the wrong side of an upset, man, you pay unbelievably close attention to every little detail all week in practice, and you come out there just ready and fired up. So I think that Rutgers is going to see Boston College's best shot. Last two, and we'll let you go. Where is Boston College's advantage as you see it? If speed is not a big weapon, how do they win this game? I think they win it by controlling the ball, by uh, winning the time of possession. And if their defense, which is very young, uh, if they can get back into turnover mode as as it was the first two weeks of the season, that's going to be key because they aren't all that good yet defensively unless they're turning you over. So those are two big keys, control the ball on offense or some turnovers on defense. We know here in New Jersey, the head coach, Chris Ash, the head coach of the Scarlet Knights, is on a serious hot seat uh, without a couple of more wins this year. Uh, he may very well be gone, and that might not even be enough to enable him to keep the job. BC, a little different, not the cream of the crop of the ACC, but they've gone to bowl games, and they did so last year. Is Steve Adazio on the, on the hot seat or no? I think it's five times in six years they've gone to a bowl game under Adazio. I don't think he should be on the hot seat, but there are some rumblings with some key people at Boston College that they would like to see him break through from the uh, seven-win rut. He seems to win seven games every year. I think he's won seven games except the one year when he won three games. So um, they'd have a tough case to make, but if they just fall apart, I think he, too, will be on a very hot seat. Well, Tom, we appreciate your time. It is so good to catch up with you again. And hopefully, as uh, our paths will cross again in the future, we'll be able to get you on another podcast. It'd be great. I hope so. Thanks for thinking on me. And if I had your tones, your your silvery voice, I tell you, I would have made millions in radio. <laughs> oh, you're being way too kind, but I do appreciate it. Tom, thanks again so much for your time. And uh, we'll talk down the line. Thanks, Matt. 
And that's Tom Keegan of the Boston Herald joining us on this week's edition of RU Review to give us the Boston College Eagle perspective. And we thank Tom for his time, as we do thank Keith Sargent of NJ Advanced Media for joining us on this week's show. For my colleagues, John McAlevey and Steve Titchener, I'm Matt Lachlan. Thanks for listening to the RU Review presented by Zebra Pen. We'll talk to you next week.